This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. It's a busy night, another busy night. When is it not right now of footballing action across Europe, whether it be Italy, whether it be Spain, whether it be over in England? And you know what, Rob? I'm loving these 9pm kickoffs. No, I'm sure you are. The other thing is, is, is this the first time that I can certainly recall where a different game week has started the day after the previous game week finished. You're talking fantasy now, are we? Well, I'm talking about match weeks. But <laughs> You're talking fantasy. Well, I'm, I'm alluding to fantasy, but <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is that th- this was match week 31, if you like. Yeah. And we move straight into the next match week, 24 hours after the last one finished. Yeah, and is that what we're doing tonight with these games? Well, actually, the start of this, this current match week, certainly in fantasy football, <laughs> yeah, was last night. But the previous night was the final yeah, one. City-Burnley. Yeah, and then last night's games, did you watch them? I did not. No, I took a breather. Okay, I'm so not going to watch every single minute of Premier League football. You're going to do it tonight, though? Uh, I will be tuning in tonight, yeah. Yeah, Man United, Sheffield United, Newcastle, Aston Villa. Two of the big ones at nine o'clock. And then the late kickoff is at Anfield, an empty Anfield for Liverpool against Crystal Palace. Have you been enjoying it back overall? Um, yes, <laughs> but I haven't. Yeah, I have, but... You know, I, I, it's not been, it's it's not been received rapturously in the Greenfield household. <laughs> I've enjoyed it, but it's not like I'm yet to see a match that I've that has wowed me. You're essentially you're not moonwalking in through the no, front door. No, because let's be honest, it's what are we looking at here? Well, there's no title race. There's a battle for the top four. I don't support any of these teams, so I don't have a, an emotionally vested interest in that. Obviously, I'm intrigued as to who finishes in the top four. Mm. I, I will be obviously tuning in to, to see Liverpool eventually or very soon crowned as official Premier League champions. And I've got half an eye on the relegation battle as well. But the story was told prior to the lockdown. And that's, I would have a lot more interest in it if there were three or four points separating the yeah. top two teams. So there is that. The quality of the football has, has been surprisingly good. Um, you know, I always wondered how the players, would they be naturally more lethargic? Would they be, uh, it's, it's warmer as well. They never play as well. Yours, it's that sort of first few games of a World Cup. It's a bit stodgy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, getting um, up to speed. It, it, it's quite cloy and warm over in the UK, certainly at the moment. And I thought that the pace of the game would, would slacken due to the lack of a feverish crowd, you know, cheering the players yeah. on. But quite frankly, it's impossible to notice if you don't have your eyes trained on the stadium. For me, it's impossible to notice that there isn't a crowd in that stadium watching the match. So in that respect, it's been quite good to see football back and it's been a nice distraction. It's been something to look forward to in the evenings. But have I loved it? I wouldn't go that far. Nil-nil between Have you loved it? Be honest. I've loved it. Have you? I've loved it. Have you loved it just because it's back or have you actually loved it? Um, Some of the games, I mean, Leicester... Brighton last night did leave a lot to be desired and in all honesty the first half of Spurs West Ham I wasn't writing home about that last night they weren't great games both of them and Leicester are a good team Brighton you know me and my thoughts on Brighton play football quote unquote the right way just last night was a bit meh in all honesty tonight let's hope for some goals and a little bit of drama I think all the games thus far have lacked a little bit of that exactly Everton, we haven't Liverpool, seen a great game yet lack drama you know, Man City 5, Burnley 0. Yes, we had goals, but again, nothing really... The most dramatic. It's kind of the story of the whole season thus far, but the most, the biggest piece of drama we saw was probably... The VAR opening game. A VAR game. opening game. Yeah. And maybe the, the Brighton-Arsenal game was probably the most dramatic 
from a yeah. shambolic finish from Arsenal's point of view standard. Great finish, obviously, for Brighton. And then I thought the Spurs-United game was a decent game of football. There's not been many. I will, I will give you that. But it's just, yeah, has it wowed me? Has it blown me away after all this time? I'd kind of got used to it being away. Yeah. So it, it's, it's been weird having it back in a way. It's, it's nice you, you get used to it, but it's amazing how quickly you move. Oh, I don't see it. No, no, but it is, Chris, honestly. It's amazing how casual fans, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, I'm putting it out there to the casual, to the armchair fans who are just, it's, you know, it's nice to watch it. What have you thought of football coming back? Has it blown you away? Has it, you know, come to your salvation? Or has it been a bit meh? Four zero zero one. Let us know. Be interested. Very interested to know. Just as a kind of, you know, almost like a a little spot sort of survey. I I would love it. Uh, And what I also would love is for someone to tell me how on earth David Luiz has been given a contract extension at Arsenal Football Club because he's a bomb scare. And Emmanuel Petit, former Arsenal midfielder, has absolutely savaged Luis. Now, there will be those out there that, that, that feel the big man is, is decent. I mean, he's a Premier League winner, Champions League winner et al. But he is not the answer to the problems that Arsenal have. And we established that a couple of nights ago. So what are they doing handing him another year's contract? He's always, must. He's always been like that. It's kind of, that's been his, his MO, hasn't it? At Chelsea, he was like that. At Paris Saint-Germain, he was like that. Then again at Chelsea. And now at Arsenal, liable to have a calamitous... It's like when he makes a mistake, it costs his team a game. Yeah. When other defenders make a mistake, maybe they give away a free (laughs) kick in a dangerous area or they might give away a penalty. When David Luiz makes a mistake... He does it in a blaze of glory. He gets sent off. He concedes a goal. He does everything in one fell swoop. And when he does a back pass, it inevitably leads to a goal. You know, he is calamitous. There's no doubt about it. And I wonder, has there ever been a player that has moved for more money that has been as calamitous as David Luiz? No, absolutely not. The only one I was thinking, but you'd never say this of a striker, if you were talking about a player that continually gets shipped around for a ton of money but has always been disappointing wherever he's gone. Nicholas Anelka. Oh, Bolton fans. He's a cult hero there. Nicholas Anelka, incredible. Didn't go for big money from PSG to Arsenal. That's the mistake he made, and he's a Dubai resident. Do let us know if you're listening, Nicholas, on 4-0-0-1. The move to Madrid should have never left Arsenal. And I can understand the reasons why and all the rest of it. But that season, 98, when they won the double... Nicholas Anelka, what a striker he was. And he fits and starts. I know Stephen Gerrard gave a recent interview where he wished Gerrard Hooley had kept him. Remember, he was on loan at Liverpool and they made the decision not to keep him. I think they went down the route of El Hajj Juf, which was obviously the worst mistake they could have done. And he was shipped around. He had a spell at Fenerbahce. He was great at Bolton. Ended up at City, remember? I mean, he got around, did Nicholas? And ended up at Juve. Yeah. He oh, did. I mean, he was, I uh, he's, he's been at about 10 clubs, has he not? Oh, he, was, he was so good. The ultimate journeyman. But what is it about David Luiz? Why did Chelsea re-sign I him? Know. Why did PSG... What, why did he play a central role in Brazil's ultimately heartbreaking bid to win the, the Home World Cup? What is it about this guy? You know why. He's got a good agent. No, it's more than that. I mean, he can score a good goal. David Luiz can occasionally score I, I a humdinger of a goal. He's the kind of guy in training, David Luiz, that would, would actually probably But there has to out. come a point where managers as, as intelligent as Jose Mourinho must go, this guy's a liability. Why is he in my team? Yeah. 
but yet they keep picking him and they keep giving he keeps getting new contracts Mikel Arteta who who is he comes from the school of Pep Guardiola he should be averse to picking players who are as calamitous it could be as needs must. It could be needs must. It's uh, far easier to give him a one-year deal than find a replacement for him. It beggars belief. It really does. I've not got a clue why they've kept him because, as I say, he's an absolute bomb scare. Is David Luiz right? Quarter past seven. Uh, Fernando Torres says Sanjay on a player that cost big money. It's harsh on Fernando because he was class for Atletico. He was class for Liverpool. Yeah. Just that one move. It was just the one, the 50 million to it's Chelsea. The same, it's the same as Andrei Shevchenko. Class at Dinamo Kiev, class at Milan. It's Chelsea. It's the graveyard for strikers. Producer Tom not happy, big blues fan, of course, but just don't sign for Chelsea. Yeah, I'm not sure about you guys, but Novak Djokovic continues to dominate the conversation between yeah. Robert Greenfield and I because it's just a peculiar, I guess, a, a kind of peculiar set of events has happened to lead Novak to a point. And I was just saying to you off air, Rob, he is being vilified by pretty much everyone I know he's got his fans and they've leapt to his defence but the journals have gone after Novak in a big way yeah and I think sometimes it's you get you jump on a bandwagon you you really you take you take a view and this is what happens on social media the, 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 the successful voices on social media the the high profile celebrity voices who, who comment on sport or politics or whatever they always take a big, they take a view either one way or another. They never sit in the middle. And I always think that sitting in the middle is actually usually where you should be sitting mm. because you should be balanced. You should be weighing up both sides of the coin. Novak Djokovic did not single-handedly drag every single player to Croatia for this event. Novak Djokovic had probably quite good intentions behind this event. Novak Djokovic has allowed his fans to come into his world on social media uh, these past couple of months during lockdown. And it all started so brilliantly with that, that really long and very interesting chat he had with Andy Murray. People had not heard from Andy Murray in such a long time. The two of them got on social media. Great to see two legends of the game have a really open chat with one another and almost interview one another. And I, for one, really enjoyed that. Then he brought Vim Hoff, who we've interviewed on the show, into the conversation. And that was a bit, oh, OK, this is a bit weird. And then this guru, Jafaria, he came out of nowhere and suddenly Novak launched a whole new series of Instagram chats with a guy who believes that you can alter the molecular structure of water with your mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is clearly a Fruit Loop. That doesn't go without... (laughs) That's. I mean, I'm not saying anything controversial there. You cannot alter the molecular structure of water with your mind. You cannot detoxify your body by doing stretches. No. You just can't do that. And that Novak would buy into this, that he would give... Uh, this guy so much airtime that he would almost be brainwashed by someone who was a real estate broker. I mean, just everything that when I say a real estate broker, I mean, he made a ton of money in that field and then suddenly he moves into nutrition and he is he, he's selling these bizarre ideas, these kind of do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just there's not it's not genuine. It's it's a shyster. It's someone who's making money out of out of hoodwinking, brainwashing someone else. And anyone who, can, who watches that can see it. Novak's just bored into it. Mm. And okay, it raises an eyebrow, but who's it hurting? But then you think, okay, well, maybe actually some people who are watching this, people who idolise Novak Djokovic are taking everything that this guy is saying, you know, for granted. And, 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 and the journals some have gone of this, from... And now, of course, this has become a little bit more real and a little bit more dangerous because his, his activity and his behaviour has led to him 
first of all, catching COVID-19, but obviously not respecting, quite flagrantly um, Disregard. disregarding the pandemic. And it's not, I mean, what he says on his, his apology where he says, we thought it was OK, we thought the virus was in retreat, it was too soon. Come on. I mean, it's a global pandemic. Mm. It's affected every single country. OK, Serbia may not be as badly affected as other, as other countries. But you can't go around hugging and kissing everyone no. like nothing's going on. You can't go around dancing. Plus, it just projects this. If you really think about it, it projects a really bad image Absolutely to the watching does. world. Absolutely it does. But, you know, is he the worst sportsman? You know, there's some people, the way they carry on, it's like and, and Nick Kyrgios. Come on. First of all, people in glass houses, Nick. You but know, he's stating that as well. Fine, he's, he's like, fine, well, but okay, he's the sort of tormentor-in-chief from the tennis angle, and quite rightly so, because people are jumping on this, and they are criticising Novak Djokovic very heavily. But Nick, maybe sort your own house out. Stop tanking in matches. Stop swearing. Stop rowing with people. Stop acting like a petulant brat I'm with you in that. your own matches. Absolutely, I'm with you on that front. It, it doesn't... It masks certainly the fact that an awful lot of publications and one or two writers out there, journals, are enjoying going after Novak. And I will read one headline because it kind of encapsulates exactly where we're at on this, naming no names in terms of the publication. But befriending a Brazilian fig tree, preaching anti-vax, then catching coronavirus and cleaning water with positive thought, the mad world of Novak Djokovic and his wellness guru pooling the strings. And the thing is, he's symptom-free, apparently. So he will probably be... His conviction that what he has bought into is right will only be reinforced by the fact that he's got no symptoms, even though he's, he's tested positive for the virus, which, of course, as we know, it operates... That's the way it operates. Some people are asymptomatic. We know that. But that's a scientific fact. That isn't... I'm going to be a few, uh, accused now of hyperbole a little bit. I, I'm maybe running with this when I, I should be walking. Does this impact at all Novak's legacy? Or will this be forgotten in a couple of months? Um, I don't know. I, I, don't think it, I don't think it impacts his legacy as a tennis player. Because he was never going to be regarded, he was never going to be better loved than Nadal and Federer anyway. Mm. He, he, it will have strengthened the resolve of his fans... And it will have convinced a lot of people who had doubts about him that yeah, they were right. If anything, you're absolutely right. So it's going to move his fans into further into the corner and it's going to move his detractors further into another corner, like everything does these days. Yeah. And the fact is he'll never be in that middle ground that is occupied by Roger and Rafa where they're beloved legends of the sport because he will always polarise. And uh, I don't think it will ultimately affect the fact that he's a brilliant brilliant tennis player oh, maybe the is. best maybe the best that's ever lived in terms of the level that he's achieved consistently and let's see time will tell whether he gets the Grand Slam record or not Sanjay's been in touch on this subject and we'd love to hear from you I know I appreciate a lot of you might not be tennis fans but you may well have a view on this story I'm sure a lot of you will have been listening to us discuss it at length over the last couple of days. Perhaps you've done your own reading on the subject. I mean, let us know your thoughts on this. Is he, as he's been labelled, arrogant, ignorant, call it what you will, and otherwise, are some of you have a lot of sympathy? Has he been made the scapegoat in a lot of ways? Is this an opportunity for journalists who perhaps haven't liked Novak to just jump on board a bandwagon on this. Do let us know. Sanji's been in touch. He says he will never be the GOAT, no matter how many slams he accumulates. It's character that will keep him away from that. Uh, one other has but said... Goats, goats aren't measured on character. You're not... I'm sorry, Sanjay, but you, these guys are complex individuals. They're not, they're not normal people. 
we've met and interviewed a lot of people who would who would be candidates for greatest of all time in their field and there's something about them michael phelps being a case in point it's not a normal guy no he isn't but but perception does count in a lot of people's minds as to who's a goat and absolutely like again but your I, body of work should not it's not a personality contest no but it isn't but a lot of people have it in there the reason that roger federer is seen as the GOAT by many. Not only is it what he does on the court, but it's the way he carries himself off the court. There'll well, be a lot there, of people... There needs to be a, a distinction then between the GOAT, as in the, the most beloved, yeah. the, be, the greatest and the most beloved player, and, and the best player. And I think a lot of people would put them, would mesh them together. Yeah, and I'm not saying fact. that Roger is not the GOAT. Right now, Roger's the GOAT. We know that. We've discussed this a lot, so yeah. I won't go back into that. No. But... Yeah, I don't think popularity or you know, Diego Maradona, obviously as a guy that's got serious... A heck of a rap sheet. He's got a heck of a rap sheet. But he's one of the greatest footballers that's ever lived. Yeah, absolutely. Someone said, hi, Robbie Novak and his fellow players showed scant respect to doctor's advice and went ahead just like many other COVID Yes, true, Raj. Idiots. But Novak's the one catching all of this. Grigor, Dominic team. Alexander Zverev, they have received very little criticism versus what Because Novak, he's the figurehead of the he's tournament. He's the figurehead of the and tournament. He's the number, number one, world number one. A respons- There's a, a specific responsibility, I guess, on that front. Now, preparations. They are continuing ahead of that UFC Fight Island in Abu Dhabi next month. Four fight nights over a two week period on Yaz Island, including, lest we forget, UFC 252. That is slated for a Sunday, July 12th start. Three other fight nights to follow. One man who probably is not getting much sleep right now, let's be honest, it is His Excellency Ali Al-Sheba. He caught up with us a couple of weeks ago, and I'm delighted to say that he is back with us. The Executive Director of Preparation, they are continuing ahead of that UFC fight island in Abu Dhabi next month. Four fight nights over two-week period on Yaz I'm, Island, I'm glad including, lest we forget, UFC uh, 252. You that is slated for Sunday, of, uh, July 12th. Thank you start. very much Three other for coming back. And I guess the first question has to be, are you getting much sleep, sleep right now? How much sleep have you had in the last couple of weeks since we last Al Sheba. He caught up a couple of weeks ago and I'm to say that he is back with us, the Executive Director of Tourism and Marketing at DCT Abu Dhabi. And we'll say a very good evening to you, Alec. Good evening, it's Chris. getting uh, busy, but I'm, I'm glad to be here again. Dana White, back, uh, Ali, has turned into a, a kind of roving promotional of, uh, marketing UAE. executive no, for Abu Dhabi in the UAE because and I guess he is raving has to be, about the job that you guys have done have you had in, in actually putting this all together. But talk to us about how preparations are coming along. Are they all on track for UFC 252 and, of course, all the fight nights that are taking place on Fight Island? Uh, with another email, yeah, another actually order, everything is on track so as planned, uh, and getting uh, busy. Uh, Dana White, uh, marketing Dana White, uh, Ali has know, turned the, into the a, a kind of roving promotional marketing and, uh, executive uh, for Abu Dhabi in the UAE right because he is raving about the job that you guys have done in actually uh, putting this all together. But talk to us about how preparations are coming along. Are they all on track for UFC 252 and, of course, all the fight nights that are taking place on Fight Island? two days 
to confirm yeah, actually, the results. Yeah, actually, everything is on track. Um, as, as today, planned, I think we are uh, and also, uh, uh, Dana White will be in full swing within shows, the next two weeks. Uh, you know, as the, the USP delegation, here in this uh, including fighters, uh, coaches, uh, uh, everything is going in the right direction. The Give us an idea, Ali, because I've been inundated. A lot of people that love their UFC, a lot of people who don't, but are just interested and intrigued by this UFC fight island. They've been messaging me and asking for some insight, and I'm like, well, we're going to get it from people who are on the inside. This is a 25-kilometer radius safe zone. Give us a semblance, if you can, of the sheer size of operation. How many men and women are involved right now in getting this set and ready for the fighters coming in in early July? Of course, building up. Love the UFC. A lot of people who don't, but are just interested and intrigued by this UFC fight island. They've been messaging me and asking for some insight. And I'm like, well, we're going to get it from people who are on the inside. This is a 25 kilometer radius safe zone. Give us a semblance, if you can, of the sheer size of operation. How many men and women are involved right now in getting this set and ready for the fighters coming in in early July? And of course, building up to UFC 2 in the next few days. So actually, uh, it's, overall, uh, it's, 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 massive it's a massive operation. operation. Uh, I mean, as everything is under control. We have on board uh, the, the, the forum as well, uh, and will be the venue of the fight, the Flash Forum. We have around, and uh, as you know, this is highly adaptable venue with the ability to host all kinds of events. In addition to around another 500 who works at the Yas Island facility, what happens hotels, restaurants, one of the fighters uh, does test positive? For COVID-19, uh, what is the, what is the protocol? What is the, the kind of way that you are going to ensure that that is contained so, uh, and that that is dealt with and that the, the, the events can still go on? Uh, everything is under control. So, uh, uh, as of the, today, the forum uh, as well, uh, I won't give you the exact protocol of the under process right now. You know, we will be issuing the adaptable guidelines, the capability to host all kinds of events, both entertainment Just a brief about the protocols that we have there. What happens if one of the fighters does test positive? For COVID nineteen, what is the what is the uh, protocol? What is the the kind uh, of way that you are going to ensure that that is contained uh, and that that uh, is dealt at, with, at and that, that the events can still the, go on? The island. So, he so will not uh, come back. as of today, uh, in a later uh, stage, I, I, I won't give you have the a different protocol, protocol which is have under uh, isolation, and, and we will be one of the hotels or floor guidelines. And then it will be the next conducting week, another test uh, to make sure just he's brief uh, allowed to get back again to the, 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 the island. Ali, we're getting a lot of text messages this evening, uh, and this is a pertinent one. And I'm not sure uh, if this does indeed is in relation to uh, UFC, but one of our listeners be, has asked, uh, is the Abu Dhabi movement restrictions related to the UFC Fight Island event that has been organized, or is it two separate things altogether? Isolation. I know in, in two separate things together. So uh, uh, the border closure was conducting another test that's with to make sure he's uh, allowed to get back again to the uh, leadership. To the, to the, the UFC has nothing. Ali, to do we're getting with a lot of text messages this evening, okay, and this is a personal cross. Now another sure question that continually is asked in relation to UFC, but one of our listeners why is the Abu Dhabi movement restrictions related to the UFC Fight Island event that has been organised? Huge investment, five-year deal overall has been. Uh, has been agreed uh, no, upon two separate Abu Dhabi, things together. So, uh, and, uh, and uh, UFC. The, the, the a 
works Border time and effort, money has gone into it as well. What is it about mixed uh, martial arts? What is it about uh, UFC that resonates UFC so much with the capital this and has had the backing okay, of the royals? to get that across. Down, that now, another world. question that continually I believe, is asked I of me is why UFC? Because Abu Dhabi, we spoke to Dana and we spoke to your team last year. Huge investment, five-year deal overall has been has been agreed upon with Abu Dhabi, DCT and, and UFC. Fans. A lot of time and effort and money has gone into it as well. What is it about mixed martial arts? What is it about uh, UFC it that resonates that so much with the capital the, the and has had really the backing of the Royals? Down in that and that was one of the factors. I believe that I believe the popularity of UFC has risen in 2004 years. I think what uh, makes it it's a sport with great uh, potential so and has to do with uh, growing families, including uh, here in the Middle East. The hunger for last sports year for only we fans in the region. The UFC's ability to provide a base of 14,000 fans and was uh, forced with millions of fans and the exciting end to fight worldwide sports. Uh, with it was clear to us uh, that uh, takes it to the next fans level. in the, in the UAE so really we have been working actually with uh, and that was one of the to bring our facility that up led to the five-year partnership with the UFC in 2019. I think what makes it for hosting work kind of uh, event. So well and I think with this relationship will, will grow bigger uh, with the hunger for additional products and also in terms of martial arts to provide state-of-art facilities. We will be uh, uh, forced more and more events uh, products and the excitement the that comes with fighting sports. The buzz around uh, it and takes, uh, obviously this, this mystique of Fight so Island we as well that was building up at the beginning uh, when this was first talked about by Dana White has placed Abu Dhabi in, in such an amazing position globally. And it's and also given Abu Dhabi kind of such a, a, a sort of unique time in the spotlight as well, Your Excellency, because it is going to be one of the kind of unique events that takes place in July where the eyes of the of the fighting world, let alone the mixed martial arts world, will be firmly trained on Abu Dhabi. But yet we're living in a time where tourism is going to take time to come back. This mystique of fight island as well that building up at the beginning when this was first talked about What things is Abu Dhabi going to do to ensure that they capitalise on such attention that has been generated and also by the given USA. Abu Dhabi such a, a, a sort of uh, unique we, time we in the spotlight as well, Your Excellency, because it is going to be one of the kind of unique events that takes place in July where the eyes of the of the fighting world, let alone the mixed martial arts world, will be firmly trained on Abu Dhabi. But yet we're living in a time where tourism is going to take time to come back. Travel is going to take time to come back as well. What things is our Abu Dhabi going to do to ensure that they capitalize on such attention that has been Generated uh, and, by the US. Abu Dhabi that is affected by COVID. Uh, I think we, we do have uh, that plans, makes us I mean, feel and, uh, more for the reopening and, of, uh, of and, tourism, and giving and more flexibility. And, and, this is the line with the restrictions with the, and, and, and the government and, and the mass gathering with as well. With so, few restrictions uh, and yes, the capacity we know that as well. Uh, for I now, think there are some by, by, by the next travel, two, three weeks, and we will see some flexibility in these travel restrictions and the capacity restrictions as well in the mall of the population. Uh, in, in, in Abu Dhabi, that's sure affected by COVID-19. Q4, uh, that we might feel more than coming back to Abu Dhabi. And giving more flexibility if we can, and, because and uh, I appreciate you were very and, honest and, with and, us, and, Your Excellency, a couple of weeks ago. You said, listen, this is not 
part of the original five-year deal. We may well still see a fight happen in September or October. Dana White, who goes by his own set of rules and laws, as we well know, he's then asked in a press conference, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Justin Gaethje, will that take place in Abu Dhabi later this year? And he said... Yes. We might Where are we at in conversations with that for later this year in Abu Dhabi? If we can, because Again, you know, uh, I appreciate you were very honest with us, <laughs> Your Excellency, a couple of weeks ago. You said, listen, uh, this is not part of the original five-year deal. We, we may well still that, see a fight happen in September or October. Dana White, who goes by his own set of rules and laws, as we well know, he's then asked in a press conference, just see the NBA, they're heading on over to Disney World, Florida. They're going to have a Yes. bubble there. Where are we are and get the conversations with that for later this year I would imagine, Your Excellency, Again, are you, you know, receiving calls from different <laughs> sports, from different <laughs> cities, <laughs> different countries, uh, just looking to glean a little bit of information yet, as to how you guys are going about that, uh, doing this? Because I would imagine it's an opportunity to share an awful lot of information right now. Good answer that, Your Excellency. Very good answer. Now, I've got to ask the question as well, because Robbie and I have been discussing this at length. We see the NBA. They're heading on over to Disney World Florida. They're going to have a little bubble there. They're going to try and get their season finished. I would imagine, Your Excellency, are you receiving calls from different sports, from different cities, different countries, just looking to glean a little bit of information as to how you guys are going about doing this? Just one final question for you, Your Excellency. I'm just curious more than anything else. What is Dana like to deal with? Because he can be a little intimidating to interview. What's he like to deal with? I also mentioned that we have received a lot of proposals. And we are still studying just one final question for you, Your Excellency, because I'm just curious more than anything else. What is Dana like to deal with? Because he can be a little intimidating to interview. Uh, What's he like know, to deal he's, with? He's coming. He want. He will. I mean, he will enjoy Dana, every single part. I mean, of the it's really tough, you know, to bubble, uh, to deal with him. And as but he's, can, he's a know, good, so, uh, always I'm a good person. Sure, he will. He will be doing a lot of very smart things. When he comes and he has a what lot he does, of, uh, Your Excellency, is he keeps and, uh, you on uh, your toes. It's why you're not getting to sleep at two thirty. It's why you're back up at eight a.m. sending more emails. Listen, Your Excellency, Ali Al Shiba, always wonderful catching up with you. It's always great that you're very candid about how things are going. We're going to check in with uh, you. you know, Probably he's, next he's week, coming, in all honesty, because I'm he loving will, it. He will I cannot wait for UFC Fight Island, Abu Dhabi on the map. For now, Your Excellency, as, as thank you very can, much for your time you know, this evening. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure you, he will be, will be think, very excited when he comes. to get the thoughts What he does, is, Your Excellency, Excellency is he keeps you on your toes. It's why you're not getting to sleep at 2.30. It's why you're back up at 8 a.m. sending more emails. Listen, Your Excellency, Ali Al-Sheba, always wonderful catching up with you. It's always great that you're very candid about how things are going. We're going to check in with you. And that's probably that's been Dana's attitude yeah, to the fighters as well. I cannot wait you know, for when he's UFC been interviewed, he's been Abu asked about fighters who are complaining about how much they're getting very much paid, for your time this about who they're getting Thank able you. to fight, you. you know, standoffs that he's got with the likes of John Ali, Jones, the likes of Jorge Masvidal as well. And he's like, has anyone realised I'm in the midst of a pandemic and I'm putting on this event, I'm actually staging fights when other sports are struggling to get back and do it. So, you know, you've got to tip your cap. And that's, that's been word, Dana's attitude you know, to yeah, the fighters as well. You know, when he's been interviewed, when he's been asked about fighters be who are complaining about how much they're getting paid, about who they're getting deal. able to fight, you know, standoffs that he's got with the likes of John Jones, the likes of Jorge Masvidal as well. 
And he's I like, know, because has anyone I, realized I feel like Connor I'm in the midst of a pandemic is really quite synonymous and I'm putting on this event. I'm actually he's really made his name there when other just, sports are not sure. struggling to get back. I feel like and do it. The spiritual so, home. You know, you've got to, you've got to take Khabib Nurmagomedov. In Abu Dhabi, I'm sure that Conor McGregor is acutely aware of that. Community, big and Western if he were to have a rematch with Khabib, I wonder whether he wouldn't prefer it either in Russia, which he's talked about, or over in the US again. But let's see. I mean, who knows? I don't know what kind of conversations are being had behind closed doors. And I'm I sure know, because I, I feel like is, Connor as Dana said last year to is us, really quite synonymous with Vegas. And he's really made his name there. The and and I just, I'm not sure. Space on that front, I feel like our eyes the spiritual home for the next of Khabib Nurmagomedov is Abu Dhabi. I'm sure that Conor McGregor is acutely aware of that. And if he were to have a rematch with Khabib, I wonder whether he wouldn't prefer it either in Russia, which he's talked about, or over in the US again. Imagine. But let's see. I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't know what kind of conversations are being had behind closed doors, and I'm sure everything's on the table. I'm sure it is. As Dana said last year to us, mind-boggling discussions have taken place with the powers that be down in Abu Dhabi. Watch this space on that front, of course. Our eyes and our attention for the next month or so, very much trained on UFC's Fight Island. Last couple of minutes, Rob, you've been on Twitter and social media in the last couple of minutes. Interesting little story brewing in the world of golf, and it's not good news, really. No, it's not. This is from a former PGA Tour staffer, now a writer for the likes of Golf World and Golf Digest, Brian Wacker. He has tweeted, Sources have confirmed there are multiple positive tests for COVID-19 on the PGA Tour, in addition to the one reported earlier this morning, which I believe was Cameron Champ. Yeah. And, and then Graham McDouble's caddy as well was another. Yeah, Brooks Kepka has come out with a statement to essentially say that he is self-isolating while on tour. He's he's containing his entire team within a house that he rents. Interesting. And uh, yeah, it just you know you can see another you can see another um, postponement or yeah, interruption. It's the sports that are moving quickly to different cities, different countries. That's the seems to be the problem. If you can get a bubble. Like we're seeing in Abu Dhabi, NBA, Premier League, dare I say, they, they don't seem to be having the troubles. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.